The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Hey, NFL Podcast. I'm Brinson. I'm your host. And it is, if you are watching live on YouTube, Friday, March 11th. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, it is likely Monday. Because it's a mailbag Monday. Excuse me. It's a mailbag Monday. That's right. Um, FYI, if you leave a five-star review on a future pod, uh, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast and include a question, we will answer it on a future mailbag podcast next week programming note we will not be live at 1 p.m because we will be live at 4 p.m monday through thursday on youtube for free agency recaps that's right every day monday through thursday 4 p.m live on the youtube so you can check us out come hang with us we can chat about all the various things that are happening around the nfl it's going to be pandemonium if the past week was any inclination. Jordan, Possibility for emergency pods, but I'm not sure that we'll get the same level of emergency pods next week as we did this week. It's going to take. But what if Kirk Cousins get traded? Is that emergency? Emergency. There is. See, I think. You what if the be... Saints sign Gardner Minshew? By, by the way, joining me, to, joining me to answer the questions, which I, was, which I was about to say before Debo so rudely interrupted me. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? What if Andy Dalton retires? Emergency. Then I'll be hosting by myself with Debo. What if Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Seahawks? Emergency. What if Carson Wentz retires? How awesome would that be? That's a definite emergency podcast. Oh, yeah. What if Wentz and Dalton retire on the same day within 10 minutes of each other? Who do we do first? The Super Bowl winner. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, ho, ho. Up high, down hard. Walk you know, right oddly enough, one. Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz have the same number of playoff wins. Yeah! To hold the dunks early today, you can tell what kind of day it's going to be. It is the ACC the tournament. What's that? It is the ACC tournament. It is March ACC Madness. Brenton is dunking everywhere, so get used to it. This March actually is going to be total and absolute chaos. Um, I was just actually looking to see if I have supposed to do a bracket read, but I guess not. Um, uh, you know what? By the way, the uh, so Khalil Mack got traded from the Bears to the Chargers. That was like about as borderline an emergency pod as it could get. Like we've done worse. I was like, mm. We've done much worse in terms of the emergency pod arena. That's a pretty big story. I was sort of surprised we didn't uh ring the bell. Yeah, I was I was I was uh I you know it's like one of those where you text you know you like to text your group chat. You're like, oh check this out. This news. Um and that usually rises to the level of emergency pod, but I wasn't gonna Debo you know, probably had plans last night. He didn't want to get some, sometimes Debo and I have sort of an unspoken um yeah, let's just let that one slide. Right, Diva? All right. Yeah, I mean, that was that was a, a definite, I think, should have gone up. You know, Ben Simmons returning to Philadelphia, big Thursday night. Um, 
resulted in us talking about it on this mailbag. That's right. Um, so Wait, who, who returned to Philadelphia? Ben Simmons. It's a, don't, don't worry about it. I thought he was making a Benson jump, then the Philadelphia thing threw me. No, 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 no. Ben, ben Simmons. The uh, Oh, Benson returning to Philadelphia. Is much traded, ben Simmons was traded for James Harden and then came back to Philadelphia. Ben Simmons is gotcha. like, uh, what's the football equivalent? Um, Carson Wentz. Can't JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh. Oh! Uh, no, Carson Wentz is a good comp. Carson Wentz coming back to Philly on his third team. Um, not quite as good as Simmons coming back. But uh, what would you say, Debo? What's the what's the comp here? I mean, Philadelphia fans would put him in the same category. I disagree with both, but. What about when. Wait, 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 what, do you, wait, wait, what do you mean? You disagree with. With Just what? The, the, the hatred around them and the narrative that they're. Simmons is a much better player than, than Carson Wentz. But they're both kind of because of some of their flaws, I think, heavy in the, the social media, haha, laugh, laugh, joke category. It sounds like they're basically the same player. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's what I've learned from working with these. I mean, is Ben Simmons good? He's incredibly loyal to people on his team. That includes Will Brinson, by the way. And if you're not <laughs> if you're not on his team, that he, he probably hates you, like the Cowboys and the Football team, whatever they're calling themselves, and, and the Giants when they used to be good. Um, so the so when you get so even when you get fired, Brinson, Debo will still have your back. Sorry, I'm trying to listen. My son is screaming about something downstairs. Dad of the year. Well, I mean, he's, well, he's watching this live, and he can't believe your takes on Debo and Ben Simmons. No, he's playing um, Mega Man Powered Up on. Um, probably shouldn't. Anyway, uh, I helped uh, facilitate this throwback game that is difficult to play for him uh, via some technological wizardry. And, Here's my um, takeaway from that breach. It's 1 p.m. on a Friday, and Brinson's son isn't in school. <laughs> yeah, they had early early, early uh, release today. Yeah, early release. That's True where Mrs. Brinson's out of town, and Robbie didn't want to go to school, and Brinson's like, all right, <laughs> you play Nintendo Switch all day, man. Sure. Um <laughs> I'm just looking. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not sure that Ben Simmons is that good of a player. Is what I'm getting at. Now, look, he's not washed and, and old like Carson Wentz. He's just mm-hmm. 24. Sure, he can't shoot the ball. Um, but other than that, you know, he is. He, he, he ever make a three? I can assure you, no one listening to this wants to hear you talk about Ben Simmons or me. You can listen to my other podcast for that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's talk about the Bears and Chargers trade of Khalil Mack, which, again. Uh, somebody said, uh, somebody tweeted us at uh, like a question for the mailbag grade the trade. I, um, I think it's a, uh, I'll give it a, my grade for it. I'll give it the chargers an a minus and the bears a B minus. And it's sort of hard to grade. I think because like for the chargers, you now have, if Khalil Mack can play 60 or 17 games. You have an unbelievable combo of pass rushers with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Um, if somebody just came into my office, I don't know if it was Robbie or AK. Um, if you have, you know, if if it works out, it's a great deal. And you gave up a second round pick and a sixth round pick for him. It wasn't that expensive to pull off. Um, if you're for the Bears, I think the problem, the concern is that, um, you know, you are blowing things up now. And Ryan Poles, the new GM, who replaced Ryan Pace clearly thinks that this is a full-blown rebuild if he's dumping Khalil Mack at this point of things, right? No. 
And they have Justin Fields. Clint Mack didn't do anything last year. So there's not a, you're getting some draft picks in return. He didn't play a lot. So I don't think it's, you're admitting anything. He wasn't the, the cornerstone of that team getting over the hump last year. Uh, so I think you're right about the A minus and the B minus. I'll go along with as well, but I don't think that Ryan Poles is admitting defeat because they have their franchise quarterback. It's not admitting can... defeat. It's just like, look, Cleo Max expensive and old and okay. Not well, so let's that's not a, that's not a restart then because that's what you just called it, right? Um, I mean, it... well, I, I do think a... if if you grade the trade in the context, like if Ryan Pace had made this trade, you think. Uh, it's a C minus because he gave up these first round picks to get Quill Mac and now he's giving away for free. But now it feels like Ryan Poles is cleaning house and trying to put his mark on the team and saying, Hey, look, uh, Quill Mac has three years and 60 something million dollars left on his contract. And, uh, that's not going to help me build the team I want to build. So you dump them, you get anything you can in return. I mean, being able to dump that salary, get that off your books, I think is a huge deal for the bears. Uh, it's nice that you get a second round pick in return and I guess, you know, a six rounder is thrown in too. So I don't think you can crush the bears for it just because like you said, Wilson, Cleo Mack was injured last year. He missed 10 games. So I don't think you can kill the bears for getting a huge contract off their books when you have a new coach and a new general manager who kind of both try to move forward and build their own thing. Yeah, that's right. And so now they have the 39th pick and the 48th pick. They had to trade up, of course, to get Justin Fields, which would have given them the seventh pick this year. Ouch. Um, although you'd rather have Justin Fields or whatever quarterback's coming out here. But the offensive line has to be uh, the primary concern, and they can do that at 39 and 48. And, um, you know, short up the defense. I don't even know who the new defensive coordinator is going to be. But I don't have any issue with the deal if you're Ryan Poles, and I love the deal if you're Brandon Staley because, you know, I love everything Brandon Staley does. Yeah, you really do. Um, my, my point was more like, I, I don't think that um, – I'm just sort of – I think Ryan Poles is acknowledging that the Bears are in rebuild mode around Justin Fields. Dude, well, they don't have any – how many how – Well, many they would be in rebuild mode with or without this trade, then, is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, well, how fine. many – I mean, like, how many total – like, I don't want to say blue chip per se, but, like, how many how many attractive – foundational pieces do the bears have on their roster? Well, that's will... a different conversation. Cause we were talking about the trade and I don't think Khalil Mack is going to make a difference one way or the other, how this bears team plays next year. They have Justin Fields and that's about it. And that's when you got up, Brinson, we kind of, me and Wilson agreed that the biggest thing for the bears here is that you got a new general manager, a new head coach, and you're getting a, a contract that's worth more than $60 million off your books. And now you can build the team you want going forward. Cause uh, you got rid of Cleo Mack. Is it a downgrade on the defense? Sure, but I think overall, long term, it makes sense for Chicago. Yeah, I mean, like, there. I guess my point is that Ryan Poles is has to have said, like, you don't take this job and be like, yeah, we can win the NFC North, NFC North this year. Like, you don't take this job and say that. You take this job and you say, look, I think, um, you know, well, real quick, but don't you think maybe back when he took this job, he's like, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. We might be able to win the NFC North this year. Yeah, not that's probably so. their initial thinking. I mean, maybe. Like, I look. I like the idea of getting. I like the idea of accumulating draft picks, and get Khalil Mack has a massive three-year contract left on on the books, and you got rid of it and you send it to the Chargers. I like. I like that idea. I think that's smart work. But I look at this team, and I mean, I mean, there's like. Uh, maybe four good players on the 
roast? Like, no, they weren't that. Cole Komet, Justin Fields, David Montgomery. They have Jalen Johnson, Robert Quinn. I mean, David Montgomery and Cole Komet. That's what we do. Roquan Smith. We have play, young players. Uh, I'll give you Jalen Johnson, Roquan Smith. Players. Jay Jackson played poorly last year, but he's been, played well at times. You know, they don't have Tariq Cohen. Boom. Andy That's Dalton. Good. You didn't bring that one up first, dum dum. Well, Brenton, you guys already said Justin Fields. There's just a ton of free agents. I mean, Cole Komet and David Montgomery, if you want to force them in there, like I don't well, they're, think they're young guys. But Breach's point is I think that if there's no Aaron Rodgers, not good. There's no Aaron Rodgers, this division's wide open. That's the I think that's the overarching point. And I, I don't know who I'm taking if there's no Aaron Rodgers who I'm picking in this division. I mean, Minnesota's the easy favorite of Aaron Rodgers. Her cousins is terrible. Dude, 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 why uh, this Bears roster is horrific, man. Yeah, but they have a new coach. They have a new GM. Well, let me ask you is this: that, Brenton, What does that matter? It's still Brenton, a bad roster. Okay, let's say this Bears roster is horrific. Who is the seventh best team in the NFC? <laughs> seventh best team in the, the NFC. seventh best team in the NFC. I mean, who is your seventh best team in the NFC? Because clearly, it's the Bears. I, 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 I saw well, Grant my Paulson. point is that horrific might be good enough to get in the playoffs because there's seven spots <laughs> and there's like only five good quarterbacks. Matt Ryan's the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the entire conference. So I saw like, I saw a friend of the podcast, Grant Paulson, who does a great radio host and one of six seven the fan of DC, tweeted out that, he, and I, I when I saw it, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever read. But then I looked at it, and I was like, maybe it's not that far off. Carson Wentz might be the seventh best quarterback in the NFC. And just so we're clear, Grant is a huge Kirk Cousins supporter. Yes. Huge. Bigger right, than anyone so, in Kirk Cousins' family. Well, would you take, I mean, would you take Jalen Hurts or Carson Wentz? I mean, I would take Jalen Hurts over Carson Wentz. Over Carson take Wentz, Jalen yeah. Hurts or Justin Fields? But that's, that's the Justin question. Fields or Carson Wentz? No one's taking Carson Wentz except Bebo. <laughs> just, just before we get any further, Ryan, can you let the people know where you have Carson Wentz on your list of NFC quarterbacks? I think it's somewhere between like 30 and 39. <laughs> it's right behind Geno Smith, wherever that is. So somewhere between three, because Geno's number two. All right, Drew Locke or uh, Carson Wentz? Or did we already cover that? Oh, well, let me ask you this. Jared Goff or Carson Wentz? Jared Goff. I, I would Because if, if you have Jared Goff, that knocks Wentz to eighth. I think Cousins and Matt Ryan are fifth and sixth. Then you put Goff at seventh. Yeah. The, the Lions have the seventh best quarterback in the NFC. Maybe they can get to the playoffs. So the, literally it feels the like, it, yeah, if you're the Bears, you're just saying, we just need to do just enough. We can get to the playoffs with our horrific roster if we have more draft picks and uh, we can build this team. Around I Justin mean, Fields. the NFC South quarterbacks are currently Blaine, Blaine Gabbert slash Kyle Trask, Taysom Hill slash maybe Jameis Winston. Matt Ryan and Sam Darnold slash PJ Walker. I mean, that well, is that's Rich's point. That's exactly the point about the Bears. They, they don't look good on paper, but without Aaron Rodgers in that division, it's wide open. Okay. Look at that. Uh, Breach, you're changing minds. Yes. I mean, I, okay. If the Bears think that they can make the playoffs, then they should not have traded Khalil Mack. Why they have not now they have more salary cap space to make the team better. He didn't play last. I mean, yeah, we got to see what they do in free agency with that salary cap space they just picked up and what they do with the rest of their offseason. I don't think we can just crush them right away. Oh, the lemon, the lemon meteor, which would suck if a um, lemon hit the uh, hit the earth. Ask, can we give Carson Wentz a Kirby Cousins equivalent nickname? Wilson, good um, on By the way, come back at six sacks this year, seven games. This guy, I don't know why he's all in on Khalil Mack saving this organization. Me? Yeah. I'm not. No, I'm saying that the Bears are are admitting publicly via this trade 
that their intention is to rebuild the the roster around Justin Fields. Okay, right, that's a lot and of work. And you're calling the Bears a contender. Like more, you're like your argument is that they're more of a contender because they're trading. They traded Khalil Mack, which is just asinine. Khalil Mack didn't play last year. Now they have sixty million dollars in order to make that team better. Very bizarre argument. I uh, breach agrees with me. That's all I need to know. I Two to one. It's a good thing having odd amount of people know, on the do podcast. You know, what is right. what? Do we need to have like somebody like? I don't think I don't think Devo disagrees either. Devo, does, does Wilson? I mean, like this is two bizarre takes in two days from Wilson. Once the Geno Smith is better than Carson Wentz, and Geno now, Smith is not better than Carson Wentz. And now the the Bears the Bears traded Cleo Mack, which makes him more of a contender in the NFC. No, he's not saying that. We, I know we he's both agree that the, the defense has gotten worse, but with the cap space and the extra draft picks, you could possibly make your team better going into next season. I don't agree with these takes, but I like this version of Wilson. <laughs> Thank you, Devo. It's very confusing. It's like a you know what it is. It's it's the time of year where I get angry and people start calling me arrogant. That's what it is. That is, that is. Yeah, like, I've had it. People, Fire people, Ryan Wilson. People are gonna, people are start calling you arrogant, but what they don't know is you're just like. Well, you're what, just, if, what if the Bears go out and use that money and sign Von Miller and J.C. Jackson and Chandler Jones? Then what, Brinson? Yeah, what are you going to do then? Then is that defense better? Then did they win guy. the Cleo Mack trade? Yes, yes. With those three players, it is better than with Cleo Mack. That's then what you I will have And Carlton Google. Davis. And okay. Carlton Davis. And sure. Carlton Banks. Doesn't matter. All the cars. I would guess that the Bears will be a little more pragmatic about their usage of that salary cap space and that they don't view themselves as an immediate contender and that they know that they have to get better on the offensive line in order to protect Justin Fields. Like the Bears could be a three-win team next year. That's not crazy. They're not going to be a three-win team. They're going to be a 13-win team? They'll win between four and 13 games. Yes, I agree with <laughs> Wilson again. Wow, what a, what a bold take. You're <laughs> they'll welcome. They'll win between <laughs> one and 17 Debo. games. Debo's so loyal that he won't call your takes ridiculous. That's fine, Debo. Uh, so I don't know. You're about to be like, oh, the commanders would rather have Bailey Zappi than Carson Wentz next year. <laughs> Devo's never gonna let that go. He's gonna be talking about that Carson Wentz Gino Smith thing for the for Bailey at my Zappi. funeral. He'll he'll be talking. Uh, Devo, I wanted to give the eulogy at my funeral. And that's what I want you to leave with. <laughs> this dummy thought Gino Smith was better than Carson Wentz. Very unbelievable. All right. Um, so yeah, and look, the the AFC West, by the way, with Khalil Mack now on the Chargers. I mean, this is a. I know we always say it. We said this about the NFC West last year, I think, where it's like this is an NFC West arms race. This really does feel like an AFC West arms race. If you're the Raiders, you're looking around like, what the, what the. What if the AFC West winner just automatically gets a bid to the Super Bowl, and then the other 13 teams have a playoff to see who plays them? That would be interesting. We're almost there. I think that the division's so loaded. The real loser, by the way, is Russ Wilson. He's going to feel like he's in Seattle when he has to face the Chargers twice a year. <laughs> That's right. I saw that uh, Florio joked about that. He's like, Russ might have to rescind his no trade clause because he's getting sad. Well, of course, you said Cleo Max sucks and doesn't play, so I don't, I don't know what the problem is. Um, Such a speaking, of, speaking of that weird playoff setup breach, let's get into the questions from the Melbourne. And we'll start with a uh, mailbag from Josh, a Jets fan. I'm skipping one ahead. One, Devo, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the, the first one. Hi, guys. Love the show. Easy five stars. Mailbag question for you. This is from Josh Brown, 333 on Apple Podcasts. With all the conversation about AFC versus NFC, and is this the Super Bowl 
really is the Super Bowl the really the best game of the season? What do you think of a changeup where you do a Champions League style draw to find out who the two sides of the playoff tree, meaning you could theoretically have any Super Bowl matchup and still have the rules on home field advantage seating, et cetera. If this happened, what would be your dream Super Bowl matchup? P.S. Breach, I had a preseason parlay for every division winner, except I couldn't decide on a winner for the AFC North, and instead I put Bengals to come fourth. All of them came in apart from the Bengals, making me feel foolish and missing out on a healthy bit of cash. Maybe next season I'll listen to less of Benson's picks and more of yours. Oh, ho, ho! Oh, pie! Down hard! I See, think that's the, how you know it's a good mailbag question. If you get, if you, if you earn a cons- like a consensus, like there was no question that was getting it done. I think the that's- point Josh Brown is making is that Benson talks a big game in much the same way he was scaring Blank and to beat them in that forty-yard dash by yapping in his ear the whole car ride over to dinner, to the point where Blank actually believed it was going to happen, and we all knew what was going to happen in the end. And this is how it is with Benson and his betting tips. You have to listen to Breach when it comes to, to betting on the Bengals. No, what the Breach is like. Breach is like some sports line expert who's like putting in minus three hundred money line parlays. He's like, I'm eight no of my last eight picks. That is true. Like, all like, eight no of my last eight picks. That, that's win, 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 hey, win, win. Hey, like, this is a true story. Uh, Breach bet forty thousand dollars last year and won a hundred bucks at the end of the year. Well winning money is the name of the game, guys. Winning money is the name of the game. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He's like, I put down $10 on a minus. $3, so you know what's funny about this question is that unlike you soccer experts, I don't follow the Champions League. So I don't know what the Champions League style draw even is. Yes, is Breach, it- Breach, you went to the World Cup. You, you sort of get that. Yeah, you did go to the World Cup. No, is that where they do like ping pong? Well, no, yeah. I understand that where they pick. You know, like yeah. What do you, what do you think? The, do you think the other major soccer organization mirrors at all the one primary soccer organization? Well, it's one thing when you already had your qualifier for each of the each region has their own World Cup qualifier, and then yeah, you just showed up for the big game, right? So the Champions League is it? You have sixteen teams qualify for the playoffs, and then they like actually every team in Europe, I think. Uh, can conceivably, it's basically, it's basically, and this is how the group stage works in the World Cup. This right. is like this First is the not the knockout round. How do they set up the? No, 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 there's the, a group stage in Champions League. Okay, yeah, it's just like the ping pong ball draw. Yeah, and like like you your performance in your I, I don't know why I'm acting like I know. 100% I, I, I was waiting stage. to see how this plays out. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but it's your performance in your home league that determines if you make it to the Champions League, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So so it's like, just like it's it's almost identical to the World Cup in terms of how it sets up. Well, um, sort of. Right, be, except there's a draw for the quarterfinal round, which is there is not in the World Cup because your bracket leads you to your spot. There's no in draw. The World Cup. There's no draw except for the initial seedings of the World Cup. You get Cup. put into a pod and then you advance, and if you advance, you get put into a bracket spot. So how would so, this work for the NFL playoffs? It's yeah, that's the tricky part. Is there's but so what he's basically saying is no. I think all the teams that make the playoffs and they go they all go into the fishbowl. Yeah, but but the problem is like. If you're, so I guess your one seed would not be eligible for the draw. Well, of course, you have a buy. You're not going to go into the, the, the draw. right, and then the three seeds would be the home teams, and they would play the the, the two, you three, can... four. The other division winners would be the home teams, and they would play against. You basically pick out of the hat which one of the three wild cards they play. And you could wait the wait the, the the draw like they do. I think in the NBA, I don't know. I don't think they wait the draw in the Champions League. I don't pay enough attention to it. I just wait to see what, which names come out of the yeah. ping pong ball machine. But you could, there. I mean, look, we could figure out a way to do it. But I, I do like the idea so of the Chiefs chat. playing the Bills in the Super Bowl. Are they talking soccer? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, we are talking soccer, but only because the question specifically asked about how the NFL playoffs would relate to the Champions League playoffs. If I was going to do it, I think they should 
The NFL, obviously, Brinson, you just said the two top seeds get a bye. So they're into the next round. We ignore them. The next six teams in each conference, I think the two seed should pick who they get to play. Yeah, now we're talking. And then and then the three seed gets left over, and then obviously four, four gets whoever's left over. Inside the conference or any team? Ooh, I mean, I guess any, any I was thinking any inside the conference, but any team's even well, more Well, here's why you do any team, because you just talked about the how terrible the quarterbacks are in the NFC. If you're in the AFC, you want to play the team in the NFC. Right, like if you're the two seed, the seven seed might be Joe Burrow, but in the NFC, the seven seed, the Bears. Bears. No, it's going right. to be the Bears. Be the, Bears. the Bears, right. The seven seed, seven seed playoff bound Bears without Khalil Mack, who just happened to sign 10, 10 different free agents. In, uh, Could you imagine what kind of ratings that would get as a TV special where each team has to pick their playoff opponent? And because and it, it, like we switched to doing that in our fantasy football league where the four teams who make the playoffs, whoever's the one seed is, gets to pick their opponent. The idea being it's like, it becomes personal, you know, like if like, you know, oh, the, I was thinking well, the, that's the, true. I think that would work because you'd have a chip on your shoulder. If you're the, the, the visiting team that got picked, if, let's say the chiefs are the two seed and Andy reads gets up. He's like, we want the bears and the bear and the bears are like, screw you, Andy. Like we, we're the seven seed. Sure. We're scrappy. Or like the, it was like, you pick the, like, do you pick the lions? If they make the playoffs as the seven seed, do you want to deal with the scrappy lions team in the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Well, if the alternative is playing the if the alternative is playing the Ravens, then yes, you would like to play the Lions or Bears. If if what the alternative is the Ravens, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so and, I think we open I, it to all the teams. I think. I mean, the larger point that that I think Josh was trying to get at here is that we have seen this offseason so far, a and, and we sort of referenced it when we're talking about the quarterbacks and Andy Dalton. I mean, um, uh, Justin Fields and the Bears. A wild disparity between the AFC and the NFC. Like, the let's only, do, right, real quick, let's do a uh, let's do a draft. We're going to do a draft. We're not going to hold anybody to this, but we're going to do a draft, like a quick draft of teams that you would oh, want to sell. Thirty bucks, by the way. I forgot about that. Yeah, you guys should pay me. What? Pay so we, money. Do you, you owe anyone money that we should send that money to instead? Right, you should. You guys actually should pay that up. Venmo me, please. <laughs> and we'll take it out of the tattoo. Take it out um, of the tattoo fund. Like, I guess what I'm getting at is how many. So, all right. If I, I'll go first, I'll take the Chiefs. Wait, what is, what is this a draft? Yeah, he's gonna explain the rules. Chiefs like, in the Super Bowl. I want to see how how far. Like, I want to see the comparison of AFC and NFC teams. Basically, okay. oh, uh, like it's just make it, ten teams, making up games and calling out. Calling well, all right, so like the Bills. So I right, think. The, hold on, you got the Chiefs. Go ahead, breach. Uh, I'll take. You said the Bengals. You're automatically disqualified. I should, I should what? They just won the Super Bowl. I should have taken the Packers first, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there, but then that's an NFC team, so your the point would be like ended already. I think there are two. So there's, uh, you know, screw this game. We're not doing the game. We'll just talk about it. The Packers, the Rams, and the Cowboys, I think, are, and, and we don't even believe in the Cowboys necessarily because Mike McCarthy, but they have enough talent. Like they are viable. Like, I think those three teams are in the mix, and maybe the Cardinals, but they have so much drama going on. No, they're, they're not in the mix. They haven't won a game in December in 10 years. But then look over at the AFC where you have Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I mean, Las Vegas made the playoffs, and you take them New England. over. Yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, the, exactly. The Broncos, the, Ravens, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Ravens, Ravens last year. Browns. Yes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's like Patriots. If you each did like five picks – I would say 10 of the teams would be AFC and five would be NFC if, if we get the 15. Okay. That would be a more 
That's a simpler way to put it. But you'll have to wait until August to find out when we do our second annual Super Bowl draft. (laughs) That's right. Uh, The point being is that the AFC looks increasingly more difficult to navigate. Like, the Raiders would be the fifth best team in the NFC? The fifth? Higher. Fourth? At least, right? Maybe top five. Uh, Who's who's four? The The 49ers. The Rams, I would put definitely above them. Okay, that's two. And then... The Cowboys are better than the Raiders. Three. Probably the Cowboys. Okay, I need one more. I, Maybe I, the 49ers. I think there's a good chance the 49ers are better than the... You haven't the, even seen the quarterback play. You guys are crazy. Quit hating on Derek Carr. Well, also, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been traded yet, so... True. Stop it. He's not coming back. I'm just saying. He been traded a yet. lot of disrespect for the, for the uh, uh, playoff-bound Philadelphia Eagles. Like Debo, I bet Debo feels really good about his team making playoffs again this year. Yeah, playoff berth for sure. Vikings or the Raiders? Raiders. I don't understand this Kirk Cousins nonsense. I had to come up with a name, name for Carson Wentz. Kirby Wentz? Can't do Kirby again. Uh, Kirby Wentz sounds Carby good. Wentz? <laughs> Carby's not bad. The Wentzler? Like, we, we see all these teams getting better in the A. Like, who got better in the NFC? I, there's a lot to, to still happen, but just like. I mean, the Go Rams- ahead and say it, Debo. Washington got better. Am I right? Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is like we're, we're like laughing at uh kirk i mean uh Car- kirk oh, that's it kirk wentz <laughs> kirk wentz we're laughing, there it is. At, we're laughing at carson wentz but i mean but I what mean, i mean they could make the playoffs it's the well, yes yeah, so they could weak. make the playoffs that's right like, it, they... would be, it would be shocking if more than one team washington is better than chicago i will i will grant you that as we sit here thank you um by the way you know mike florio believes that uh Firmly, like he keeps, he's doubled and tripled and quadrupled down on that. Tom Brady will be the week one starter for the San Francisco 49ers in 2022. Wow, that's soon. Yeah. He thinks that Tom Brady is, if anybody's seen Green Bay in the chat, we we definitely think Green Bay is, is really good. Yeah. Um, Green Bay is like, Green Bay should probably be the Super Bowl favorite because they're in the NFC and have Aaron Rodgers and that division is terrible. Yeah. And like, I, I don't disagree with that like right now their only real obstacle for getting out of the you know if you were their only real obstacle for getting out of the conference is, is, is the rams well you just said dallas i mean i'm yeah dallas could beat them i guess um okay let's take a break and we come back more mailbag robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so more mailback questions. People who are, well, whatever. People who are listening to the podcast can't hear what that commercial was, but man, um, 
I didn't realize it was a, is that a new scream? Or is that an old scream? It is a new scream. Yeah, it came out in January. And actually, you should see it, it Have yeah. you watched it? I, I got to tell you, like, I mean, scream, I mean, it scares me. Like, yeah, Preston, like, I can see he doesn't like roller coasters. He doesn't like scary movies. That would be my guess. Least surprising thing ever. I hate scary movies. Don't I don't watch scary movies. Since you've already went into this territory, Brenton, I've never been more on edge in a movie theater than, than seeing this scream. I had never seen scream. You've never seen this. any of the you've never seen any of the old ones? But then I went back and like rewatched the old ones at my my apartment. And yeah, great movie. Watch Paramount Plus. Ooh. So yeah. wait, you saw this in the movie theater, the new one? Yeah. It's it's scary, man. And you liked it? I liked it. It made you me feel a, a certain uh, type of way, but are you a scary movie person? Because not, not necessarily. I do. I do not. Oh my god! Yeah, I do not like scary. Movies. Like I don't mind scary movies, uh, but the I, you know what I do like is scary movie. Yeah, the mockumentary, the comedy that yeah. The only movie that scared me legitimately was the the one in the woods. What was that one from like 1999? Oh, uh, the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Oh, that, oh, have that you seen was, that, Debo? Yeah. No, the I haven't seen that project. One. Yeah, do not do not see the Carson Wentz process. I've been watching the uh, the screams and the Final Destinations. Oh, I love Final Destinations. Have you seen the one um, where they're on the on, edge. on the spaceship one? No, I haven't seen that yet. That's a good one too. Those are good. All right, back to uh, check it out. The, when when the original Scream came out, like that was scary as hell. The first time you Stop watched it, it. So, soft. so soft. Oh my god, Matthew Lillard scared you. Come on now, don't spoil it. Jamie Kennedy. Right. Seriously, some Jamie Kennedy it. scared you. What a great throwback. <laughs> All right, let's get to some more mailbag questions. Hey, super. Oh, this is from uh oh, this is this is like awesome. I love this one so much. From uh Ryan Broneal via Apple Podcast. Hey, uh, I missed the whole season, is the title. Hey, super friends. I just got back from an extended deployment on a submarine. Man. I left in mid first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, I left in mid-August and didn't get back until March. Email communications are always limited, and watching any kind of video from the outside world is impossible. Needless to say, I missed the entire 2021 NFL season. And hey, let that me interrupt crazy. you quickly. Let, let me just say this. How do you go about being on a submarine? Because I think I love the idea of no email communication, people no, leaving me alone <laughs> for five months. So I would like I would like to Wilson's volunteer. volunteering right now. A pick six submarine. We oh, deal with oh, last oh, two oh, weeks. I was gonna say the other thing too is like we take for I mean we just take for granted like Wi-Fi and the ability to stream you know like I'm walking my dog around the neighborhood and I'm streaming college basketball game you know March Madness games I mean like actually not- yeah, I, I said Debo you wouldn't last two hours without Twitter that's I, I, I take that back yes I would I would I mean I I wouldn't be when I say I would be fine on the submarine I mean like I I would not be fine in the sense of like having to do the work required that that gets you onto a submarine no this is like a leisure submarine if i was like a luxury luxury submarine, i don't think this works like a cruise ship ryan i don't think there's leisure submarines all right i'm out but but that's what i was saying like if if you were like all right brinson you have to be on a submarine for like august to march and like limited communication i mean like i would i would be okay if it were a luxury submarine i would be okay with that i would not i am too soft to be on an actual submarine doing the work required of someone who is deployed on a submarine. Like I'm too soft for that. And too, I mean, I'm probably too old at this point. Can you even? No, you can be in your forties on a submarine. Yeah, but you would be like, you wouldn't be like, no, you'd be an important person on the submarine. Not (laughs) right. Well, I mean, that's, that's the other thing. Not mopping the floors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but anyway, I think I just, the whole, I mean, the whole idea, I mean, again, like 
It's just, it's just fascinating. But you're claustrophobic as well, right? Um, because uh, I think their quarters are extremely tight. Yes, but to your point, thank you, Ryan Broneal, for doing your part, and um, hopefully, you weren't a Bengals fan. I also have to figure out that you have to figure that, like, if you're on a submarine, you know, they don't want like you know they don't want you like tweeting like, oh, just passed. You know, like, <laughs> just, yeah, you would be just the Just passed right. the trench, like yeah, like that hey, would be, her, like, hey, I just put my geotags on. That would be you, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's probably. Um, so continue on his this question before we so rudely interrupted him with talks of luxury submarines. If you could sum up the season in just a few sentences each, how would you do it? P.S. I'm truly sorry for breach that I missed the meteoric rise of the Bengals. And, and also imagine that. Like you come out of the submarine, you're like, the Bengals did what? How long was I down there? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? If, right, Breach, if I, I spent seven months in a submarine and came up and somebody told me the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, I would be convinced that it, I had just been involved in the biggest episode of Punked ever. And then Ashton <laughs> Kutcher was going to come over and hit me over the head with All the right, Breach, let, let me. I want you to go first, but I want to ask you this before you give your two sentences of, of how you would explain the season. Let's say you were on the submarine. You came up in March. And the first thing your, your sister told you was the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Now, would you want to know how the Super Bowl ended, or would you watch all 17 games and find out for yourself, or would you want to know ahead of time before you waste potentially wasted, uh, you know, four days of your life trying to get through all those games? Well, first of all, I would assume like a family member died, and that she was trying to make that positive by you know let him down slowly, right? By by starting me off with, oh yeah, but the Bengals made the Super Bowl, but really that's a lie, and she would tell me that at the end. Um, so I wouldn't believe it and I wouldn't believe any of it until I, I would have to watch every game to know what happened in the Super Bowl. So oh. otherwise I wouldn't believe it. I just simply would not believe it. I would go back in the submarine for seven more months to see if they get to the next Super Bowl. Uh, I think the problem is like, but once you got out, you would, it would be virtually impossible to actually like watch all those games without finding out the outcome of the Super. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no, if you I mean, say you in, game in, pass and you just it, yeah. you know like it doesn't mention the future. He can say yeah, on Twitter. I just mean like you would you would run in. I mean you would have to like isolate yourself. I mean you've already been isolated for seven months on a submarine. I don't think another week of just watching twenty games is going to be difficult. Uh, I wonder how, how many games you get into before you would have to cheat because there'd be points that season like when you lost to the. The Bears in week two. I'd be like, There's, this team is now 20 to three, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. The, the Chicago Bears, who have we been railing against this whole podcast? <laughs> There's no way they got to the Super Bowl. Why right. are you punking me, Ashton? I, I was um, going to say, how long you would last? All right. Do you want to go first, Breach, with your sentences to explain the season? I mean, oh, my sentence would just be, who day, who day, who day think going to beat them Bengals? And then the person would be like, what is wrong with you? Go and back then, to Cincinnati. Then, my, then I would say, the Rams. That's who the Rams is the answer. I mean, I think one of the sentences has to be Joe Burrow like magically leads the Bengals to the Super Bowl. But then Matthew Stafford oh, God. traded to the Rams and soon to be Hall of Famer takes him down with an incredible last minute drive. I mean, like I mean, I, a lot happened too. like last summer we were, I was on the, under the impression Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to come back, which oh, is, yeah. but, that, but he said he started in August. So he knew Rodgers was coming back by then before. This, is, this is what my sentence would be. Carson Palmer, tra- uh, Carson Palmer, Carson Wentz traded to Colts, help Steelers get into the playoffs. That would be mine. <laughs> I mean, sir, it, it would be, I mean, I, I guess like when you sum up the season, you are inherently just going to mention, I mean, like, I mean, 
if you if you I mean I think my I mean I just think you would focus on the Super Bowl because the the pairing one was so unlikely. No one had Rams Bengals before the season. Many people had the Rams. Nobody had the Rams. And not even me. And I love the Rams and the Bengals. Yeah. Um, you didn't even pick the Bengals to win the division, even though the previous mailbag question indicated that you might have. Um, the like, I, I just think that the the pairing and the the combination of the quarterbacks is such is like the biggest story by far. Um, yeah, Jared. Right, so uh, you might, might want to throw in Tom Brady retired. But yeah, but that was after. I mean, he may have been off the off the submarine by the time that came. Wasn't after March. It's in February, yeah, I so. right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you'd probably throw that in. Who they um, lose to? They, the the Rams. They lost the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Stafford beats Tom Brady to earn trip to Super Bowl. That's that sentence you never thought you would say. Matthew Stafford takes down Tom Brady in in route to beating Bengals in Super Bowl. Matthew was, Stafford ends Tom Brady's career. That's wow. a that's a breachian headline. Mm, that is a breachian headline. <laughs> uh, any any other sentences to sum it up? I mean, like, I mean who is the best player? Non quarterback last year i mean you could say debo samuel went crazy jonathan taylor went crazy things that maybe cooper, cooper, cooper cup jonathan cooper taylor cup. yeah cooper cup jonathan taylor have historic seasons who's the best defensive player Trevon Diggs had nine interceptions or whatever i mean yeah, yeah. just crazy yeah, stuff, a lot of stuff who's the best oh evan mcpherson's the best he supplanted uh justin tucker <laughs> justin. the best kicker on the planet <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's it was a pretty wild season and yeah i don't know like i like it Let's say you're you're doing you're coming up like um, Mr. Bo I Neal. was sort of taking it as like you have two sentences, or like one, you know. It's like hard to word. put in two sentences, but are you? You watching- would have to write a song like "We Didn't Start the Fire," except about the we 2021 season. The fire. Um, how many games, Brinson, are you watching? If you come up, I, I don't know if I'm watching any game. <laughs> There's just too much to uh, the Steelers. Once they, I see that Ben Roethlisberger's throwing 85 passes a game for. 100 yards. I'm, I don't know if I'm watching any game. I mean, I would have gone with End of the World as we know it, and I feel fine, but sure. If you want to go with We Didn't Start the Fire, go for it. I'll go with Don't Worry, Be Happy because I'm an optimist. That's not... I think you're missing the point. Maybe, but I am... I am uh, and, a... and we have our guy Jacob in the comments section mentioning Justin Tucker at a 66-yard field goal. Oh, yeah. To beat the Lions. I wouldn't he... believe that either. Big, would, ben, big Ben retired. I mean, if, I mean, even give this guy Big Ben a mention. It's Hall of Fame. Quarterback. Yeah, but they thought that was going to happen. Now Hall of Fame quarterback retires, and we don't even mention it. Oh, he's not a first ballot, according to you. Yeah, um, that's a good question, though. That's and a thank, great question. Yeah. Thank you for. Again, thank hopefully, you Joe Burrow is the only quarterback in the AFC North who has started a Super Bowl. Did he win it? That's wild. That we didn't mention that. All right, for the mailbag, this is from Gaza in it via Apple Podcast from Great Britain. Hello from Southampton in the UK. It's my favorite podcast. Thank you. Favorite with it, favorite with you too. Will it, <laughs> will it still be running in nine to 10 years' time so that we can hear Brinson shove it in Wilson's face when Matthew Stafford gets into the Hall of Fame? Um, if it takes 10 years and something's gone horribly wrong in the Brinson timeline of Hall of Fameness for Matthew Stafford, I would imagine. I mean, he plays five more years and then five he's not years. He's I bet he plays four more years at least. I can uh, see him five more years. Gaza, Gaza, five more years wouldn't be weird. Gaza, uh, if I'm here in ten years, Brinson's just stuff a whole bunch of things in my face. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would. 
Brenton will be here in 10 years. <laughs> Brenton, don't be offended by this, but if you were an insect, you would be a cockroach. You're just gonna be you're gonna be hosting this podcast until the end of existence. If there might be a nuclear war, we don't know, but if there's one thing that happens after that, it'll be Brenton hosting a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've been hosting a podcast in some form for 10 years. We haven't been hosting a podcast um more than that, 2008. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this forever, but we haven't been doing it daily. Like, the daily thing is definitely a, a different twist. Um, and for the longest time, we didn't do video, so I didn't have to look at you ugly guys so so quite so often. No offense. Well, you didn't have Skype. You just did it over, like, or you had Skype, but it did not video Skype. And our mouths would right. move, but not with our words. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I this dummy breach. <laughs> it's a tough one, because, you know, I think... You know, if, if I get... You know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll sign for still doing this in 10 years, because that means that we're you know still employed. And still getting paid to talk about sport like football for a living. Hey, and CBS has a contract with the NFL for at least 10 more years, which I think ups the chances of you still being here. It's just the idea of like, I mean, I I, I like struggle to even like think about having to get through July. Brinson's like, already burned out on hosting a daily podcast. doing it for like 10 more years is like um, 10 years from now. I mean, what if Debo's still producing in 10 years? Well, he will be doing it in spirit only because he will be. Long gone from this earth. And you know what's funny about the timeline this question is that I think all of us just celebrated our 10th anniversary at CBS, like in the past 12 months. Yeah, I think I'm like 11 now. 11 I just did yeah. some uh, some quick math. Uh, we Over the past two years, we've averaged 411 episodes per year times 10, 4,100 episodes. The average episode is 52 minutes, oh, 213,720 minutes of podcasting. My oh, God. Imagine what we could have learned in that time, the amount of schooling we could have. The yeah, degrees I mean, you, could have. you could be a doctor saving <laughs> cure <laughs> cancer. Could have cured cancer or talk here. to you idiots about Matthew Stafford's Hall of Fame chances. Yeah. Ryan, rank the likelihood or who would leave the podcast first and then who would leave it last in order. Mm. Oh, well, Devo, you're first because you're an up and comer. You're younger. You're That's ambitious. Two weeks. That's two weeks from now after yeah. your, yeah. <laughs> your, after your <laughs> BS yesterday. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, oh! Sadly, what if, he's not even what if that's what that's the straw that break, breaks the cables back with Devo? Then I called Gio Smith. Better. I hope HR Smith. is working on a Friday because they got some notes from me yesterday. <laughs> not not Benson being late, chronically late to every podcast or or whatever. It's the Gino Smith Carson Wentz hate. Uh, so Devo's first, and I, I think we can all agree on that. I want. I, I wonder if Breach might be second. Breach or Brinson might be second. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, it just depends on 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 the on the other opportunity. What well, would happen is I would threaten to leave the podcast for a different job if, if I don't get like X, X and X again. Yes, that's right. And then they wouldn't give it to me. And then I would have to call the bluff and leave the podcast. And so that's how <laughs> I would leave the podcast. Breach, they, Breach would like slide out the back door where he's like, it'd be like sort of like swimmy Magoo um, where it's like yeah. out of yeah. nowhere. Breach is like, I've taken a job as the editor of, uh, Cincinnati Today, a uh, a lifestyle magazine no, no, about Cincinnati yeah. Cats Today. <laughs> yeah, like Cincinnati Cat Magazine or something like that. What did, what did Sean do? He texted you guys and said, "Hey guys, we need to talk." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we thought, he, like, we thought he was pregnant. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, man? You're, you're supposedly a grown man. I mean, right? Like, texting emo Sean. Breach has been hired as the executive vice president of the Bengals. No, that, that that's was, the text I would send no. you guys. Bengals fan club, maybe. Not the <laughs> 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 oh, ho, ho!
Um, and then Wilson just does. Wilson's not. Wilson is. Well, look, my kids. CBS. Here's the thing. My kids will be out of school, and this will be like uh, you know, beer money for me. It'll be perfect. Get get these freaking kids out of my house, and then yeah, you're you you're gonna die as the junior draft analyst. It'll either be this, or I have to be a Walmart reader. So I think I'd rather do this. Yeah, as an old, <laughs> as an old person. Um, yeah. So yeah, I ain't going anywhere. Wilson Robbie Robbie will be hosting with Wilson in yeah. like 15 years telling me about how your dad Robbie when he had those hair plugs. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, let's see. Did, uh, oh yeah, did we, we answer the question? Part. Oh yeah, we did answer the question. Yeah. Cool and honest show. Thanks. Coinbase is the worst. Coinbase is kind of a pain in the butt. What is that? Uh crypto. Uh sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, as soon as I asked, I regretted it. <laughs> Hi, I love the podcast and the tone you carry amongst yourselves, but also on topics. It feels authentic and that your true opinion shines through. Except when Wilson's talking about Carson Wentz. I have two different questions you could and you can choose which one you prefer. One football related and one less football related. A football we'll in both. A football related. Can you explain how teams make money and what small market teams mean? I thought all money went into one pool and then shared 32 ways. I often hear that the Giants are a large market team, but how does that benefit them? and vice versa with small market, i.e. Green Bay or Jacksonville, and B, less football-related. If you could choose any other any other job related to football, what, it be, what would it be, i.e. GM of X team, play-by-play -play analyst on a network, person's <laughs> boss, you can fire him, et cetera. Best Nikolai from Denmark in Europe. Real Europe. Oh, ho, ho! Up high, down hard! You got to give a dump for firing me. So, Breach, do you know the answer to A? I know that they do pull all the money. I do the big market teams, like the Cowboys, for example, don't like the the, the revenue sharing part of it. But yeah, as so, well, I mean, yes, Breach, so go ahead. If well, I'll just so I think a lot of the confusion is because, like, a sport like baseball, there's such a big difference between a small market team and a big market team because the big market teams spend way more money on players. What's the salary cap? Well, salary well, cap in football. Also, I would just say, too, that the so, like, in baseball, the Dodgers can go out and um, and, and sign a contract with an RSN, like a Fox Sports uh, LA or whatever, and that's their contract and that's their money that they're getting to the Dodgers. And that helps to create the differences between small market and large market teams in terms of the money they have to spend in a salary capitalist sport. In and what Prince is saying is that the Dodgers earn a ton more TV money than a team like the Reds. In, in football – the NFL league office negotiates a deal or deals with CBS. And there's like a, you know, there's an ownership committee that's on the, the NFL league office does it, but the owners do it too. The owners have a t television committee and they, and they work on these deals and they negotiate with CBS, NBC, Fox, et cetera. And all of that money goes into one giant pool and then is split amongst the teams. Kitty, if you will. A kitty, yeah. So basically, the NFL has revenue sharing, and each team gets a check for like two hundred and seventy million dollars each year. That comes out of the media rights. That comes out of the ticket sales. Gambling that comes out of gambling. Yep. That comes out of licensed NFL stuff, and so that is why each team has a baseline that's the same. And so there's not a huge difference between small market and big market there, but there is a big difference in the sense that. Uh, the bigger market teams have a little bit more lever leverage when they're trying to get free agents because, yes. you know, if you're in New York, you can tell Russell Wilson, look, you're going to be able to get so many 
uh, new companies that want to advertise with you. You're going to make bank as far as endorsements. Whereas if you sign in Cincinnati or Jacksonville, you're not going to have the same opportunities as a player that you would in a city like New York. And the Princeton's point in the TV stuff, each of the each of the teams get to make their own preseason TV deals. Yes. And if you're a team in New York, you're going to be able to charge a lot more money than Jacksonville can for their TV deals. So if you're in a big market, there's more opportunities for money. There's not a lot in the NFL, a huge difference between big market and small market, but there is enough well, that the big market also, teams are pulling. You know, the Cowboys are printing their own money. Well, you so for Dallas, for instance, and Dallas is you know not just a big market, but they're the Cowboys, right? I mean, like America's team, they've sold. You know, you sell, you get to sell naming rights to your stadium. And they sold naming rights to the star, their practice facility in Frisco. And it's like the, it's, I think it's Ford who, do, who does it. Um, but like all those things you're able to do in a, in a, in a, in a different, um, in a different way, because you can, you know, because you're, uh, you know, because you're, because you're able to, you're able to generate more revenue that you can spend with your team. Right. Yes. So that is uh, not a huge, huge difference, but still, you know, there's enough that free agent might pick a big market team just because a few more endorsement opportunities and the big market teams are usually pulling in a little bit more money than the small market yeah. teams. Uh, exactly. All right. Let's move on to the next question. NFL redraft. I love the recent episode with Wilson, Brady Quinn and Pete Prisco. Really? Thanks a lot for that. For that back in the compliment of uh, me. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. The, I love the recent episode. Oh, sorry. It had, it had this arguing with each other about topics that had clearly had, they clearly had a ton of knowledge about bringing up the knocks on, on current quarterbacks, as well as future quarterbacks. They would often talk over each other, but it was clear they were passionate about what they were saying. And when they talked about the transition from college to the NFL, it was quite informative. I had no idea there were that many differences in the rules and layout and even ball texture. My question is, if you could bring one rule to the NFL from college football and send one NFL rule to college football, which rules would that be? For me, it would be three-yard illegal man downfield from college and the two feet in bounds from the NFL. I actually like the three-yard illegal man downfield from college to the NFL because – I hate when they call it illegal man downfield. It is rarely it feels like an advantage for the offense. It's just a fat guy losing track of where he is on the field. In terms of going the other way, I would keep the clock running. The college football games take so long. I like the idea. No, don't stop the clock after first downs. Just keep the clock going. The one foot inbounds thing is fine. I do wish the rules were closer to each other. I wish they used the same football so we wouldn't have conversations about Jamar Chase and you know he can't see the ball without the stripe or quarterbacks not used to holding the bigger football. I'd be okay with that too, but I think more than anything, these college games just take too long. Like I, I can't sit there for four and a half hours. I would like it to be a sub three hour game. Quit stopping the clock every two seconds. I agree with Wilson. Brinson just got kicked out because uh, apparently he quit, and we are now those <laughs> podcast Wilson. I lost the bet. Debo actually did not quit first. <laughs> um. I do agree with your clock stoppage rule, so I'm not going to steal it. I'm going to say the NFL rule I want to see in college is that players have to be downed by contact. Nothing's more annoying in college. A guy like catches oh, a pass, slips good. and falls, and he's down because he's down. Or they make a diving catch and they can't get up and run. So I would like to see the NFL rule <clears throat> that a player has to be touched to be declared down in college. 
Uh, and then college NFL. I think I want the flip of what our questioner asks. I want the NFL to have one foot in bounds because I think we would see some crazy, crazy catches. Yeah, these guys are such freakishly good athletes. At least make it a little difficult for them. Fine, Wilson. I, then I, I want to see. I want to see wider hashtags. Or wider hash marks. Hashtags. <laughs> Get out of here. Hashtags. Um, what is going on with you? The uh, like, I I would like either <laughs> either go two feet down in college or one foot down in the NFL. Like just make, just make it universal no matter which way. Same for both, for both, for both sports. That's you know? what I was getting at when you bonked out to get a, get a drink of water that I, I think I there need- I, I, it would, my Chrome didn't even crash. It was just like StreamYard. They said, it even said it's not your fault. It's not uh-huh. your fault. Will. It's I think there needs fault. to be no, more uniformity in the rules just because it makes it easier to think of Chase won't have to worry about the, the stripes on the football and the football is actually slightly smaller with the college as opposed to NFL. Um, but then again, if only 1% of these guys go in the NFL, I, I understand the rules on some level, but yeah, the, I don't think I want one foot down in the NFL. I like, I like the fact that it has to be, these guys are they're insanely good athletes, but faster games for college. I'm fine with the illegal man downfield. Hell man, let the, let the offensive lineman get 10 yards downfield. I mean, how often does that affect that the play of a game? They're not outrunning slot receivers and running backs down the field anyway. Open it up. Yeah. Uh, but the hash marks thing real quick. I just Hasht- want to see. Hashtags. Go ahead. Hashtags. With the hashtags. I feel like if you widen the hash marks to in the NFL like they are in college, make the field goals. Why should the college kickers be trying more difficult field goals from wider that, angles? Make it harder on the NFL kickers. That's weird, too. I agree. Oh, let me ask you this, Breach. How much is there a discernible difference in kicking a college football as opposed to an NFL football? I mean, we heard Brady talking about it, uh, about the throwing the ball for quarterbacks because they're a slightly different size. And it's the same thing with kicking it because that changes the size of the sweet spot. Uh, I would say an NFL football is harder to kick than a college football. And plus, as we've, uh, you know, we've heard Pat McAfee talk about, there's K balls in the NFL, which are brand new footballs and, and brand new footballs are very difficult to kick, but in college, there are no K balls. The kickers get to beat in their footballs, make them soft. And, and it makes them a lot easier to kick. You do not get to do that in the NFL. So definitely a little bit more yeah. uh, difficult to kick in the NFL. Look at that. Fun fact. Uh, you know, a rule I would like to see implemented from, from college to the pros. NC state automatically wins every replay. football game. Say? Sorry. NC state wins every football game automatically. Yeah, that would be nice. NC state yep. becomes the Patriots. Go ahead. I have, say a, it I have again. a trivia question for you guys, real quick. Pete Carroll was the defensive coordinator at NC State from 1980 to 1982. Do you know where he left to take the job for the same position of DC in 1983? Uh, I'm so you're paying attention now. He was in the NFL by like 85. So was it, it's not the NFL because I'm guessing we're making fun of NC State here. Western Michigan. I'll give you a million guesses. <laughs> Uh, it's a high school team. It's a, it's a college team. <laughs> it's a college high school team. Is is it where a D three team? Is it where uh, Woody Harrelson and John Breach kick Hanover? Kick is it Hanover? He left NC State to take a job at Pacific, a powerhouse in 1983. What a slap in the face. He's from San Francisco. I'm sure there's a reason why. Pacific's down south, isn't it? Isn't it Southern California? Like it matters. It doesn't matter where it is. I he mean, saw he a greater left. opportunity at Pacific than NC State. And he was right. That's the side part. That but anyway, you, I interrupt you, Brinson. You said centralized replay. I think that's actually you're right. But they, it feels like. Oh, well. you know. Oh, you know what? Screw you, Debo. Yeah, here we go. Here's I got some trivia for you. Do you know where Pete Carroll went to college? Pacific. Next question. Oh, ho, ho. Think of that, it like his alma mater. That is perfectly acceptable. That's, 
That's great. That. Like you could go like if you get an offer at Hanover or Alabama, like it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm the defensive coordinator at Alabama, I'm not going back to Hanover. Breach almost. Uh, well, you no, know, I'm not gonna say. Breach gets a special teams coordinator offer at Hanover <laughs> and Florida. Which one's he taking? Right. He he. You take good, good answer. I'm talking about ten year old. No, 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 it's fine to go back and take the defensive coordinator job at your at your from Division One to Pacific. Stop he, it. He graduated college from Pacific. No, you told became, us that part. And became a graduate assistant at Pacific for three years. Left for like five years, and then I'm assuming his old coach offered him the job back, and he can't. And he returned. But if your job is to make it to the highest levels of football, you don't go to D- Division One ACC school and then go to Pacific just because your coach asked you to go come and coach the defense. Also, hold on, I think there's a. It would have to get better because it's only getting worse. And then oh, he went from Pacific no, 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 to the, no, no, no. the NFL. Monty Kiffin left NC State as the head coach. I think he was probably fired um, by NC State in 82. And that's when Pete Carroll. Yeah. Yeah. Monty Kiffin was fired as the head coach of NC State. He had hired Pete Carroll as his DC. He gets fired. And so Pete Carroll goes back and takes a job at Pacific. This is very basic and standard football practices. It's not like Pete Carroll was like, oh, I got a Pacific job. Peace, NC State. That sounds, sounds like, like what it was like. <laughs> Debo has fabricated a lie. Nah, I don't know. I, I think I think Debo's right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna write, might write a story about this. No, there's a hundred percent chance you you won't do that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's safe. Chance. But anyway, to your point, you were actually making a good point before you got sidetracked by Debo's. Um, oh, centralized, hand. centralized replay I, by Debo's uh, North Carolina State slander. Centralized North replay um, would be nice to see in the NFL. Except you, except in this case, we would announce it. And, and no targeting. There was centralized replay, and when you implemented it, everyone or, would be aware of it. Or do you want targeting in the NFL? They sort of have it. I, 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 I wish they would handle it the way they do in college, to be perfectly honest. I feel like college football, how often do they miss play? I think their, their miss rate is much lower than the NFL's in terms of calls, right? Well, the targeting is, just in general, the NFL, target. the targeting is reviewable in college. Yeah. Like, that's how, and I'm not saying throw people out, but if you're going to throw a 15-yard flag for – uh, defense hit on a defenseless player, and they did that with a centralized replay, didn't they? In the playoffs, once they were like, uh, one for, it, was, it was like the ruling on the field is that he was not defenseless. It was like, what? You they, they, they hated the idea of giving Riveron more work, so they just scrapped it. That's right. Um, Riveron got fired, by the way. It's Walt Anderson. Yeah, he, he's now, by the way, defense coordinator Pacific. <laughs> oh, up high, down hard. All right. But, uh, I'm gonna throw uh, in one question oh, from the live chat. What three players in their prime from the 1990s would you like to see mm-hmm. playing in the current NFL? Mm. Let's see, 90s. Um, man, this is a good one. So, I would think that Deion Sanders would be my first choice. Yeah, I mean, he was 80s and 90s, but I'll give you that. I'll go Jerry Rice. Like he put such up, he put up such huge pat, uh, receiving numbers yeah. in a decade where all the rules were against receivers, and I would love to see what he could do nowadays. There's another, I think, fairly obvious one that I would pick in Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah, he was more 80s than 90s, I think, wasn't he? What did he? No, he was he was 90s, He's 90s. Okay, it was 88 or 89 draft. He was, yeah, he was 89 okay. draft, so he played one year in the 90s or 80s. Yeah, I'm looking at some names here to refresh my memory. Like Emmett Smith, I wonder how he'll be. I mean, he'd probably be really good, but I feel like a different era. 
Uh, John Elway was 80s and 90s. Like, John Elway is, like, perfect. He oh, and yeah. Brett Favre. Elway's a great answer, yeah. He and Brett Favre would be awesome because they, yep. they fit into exactly all that. They're all Josh Allen before Josh Allen was. Yeah, Favre and Elway would be incredible in today's NFL. Uh, mm. Steve Young. Yeah, even though he ran off Joe, Joe Montana. I mean, Marino. Yeah, Reno was drafted. Reno's more three. '80s, I feel like. One of our commenters, Dominic, mentions Randall Cunningham. I like that idea because Ooh, uh, the, the coaches nowadays are a lot better uh, knowing how to utilize a player like Randall Cunningham. I bet he would crush that it. Philadelphia slight. What are you saying, Breach? That's disrespectful. I'm just the saying slight, that. That's the whole entire slander, NFL slight. The whole entire his... NFL. They don't. The NFL did not embrace <laughs> quarterbacks who could run and throw and punt. And punt. <laughs> nice. Well Despite his slander of my my favorite team, I, I will throw out uh, Reggie White. He was Reggie White, Eagle of all time. I, I think he, is he more nineties than eighties? Yeah, I think he, he fits both. He was that good. He was uh he was Mid-80s. a reverend, right? Mid eighties. He started minister of minister defense. of defense. There it is. I can never. That's a great. That's a great nickname. Um, Marshall Falk was really more two thousands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. I mean, I think he was drafted 99, maybe, maybe a little earlier. If I were picking three, I would say Dion, Barry, and Elway just sort of mix up the, the positions. Sorry, Breach, your first pick got. I'm cut. taking Jerry Rice, Randall Cunningham, and Bruce Smith. Boom. All good. Those were all good. I didn't take any Bengals players. You know why? Because the Bengals were the worst team ever in the 90s. Uh, and this is actually a related question. Yeah, I would uh, take Jeff Blake. Go ahead. Kajana Carter. <laughs> For the one play? Jim Breach. Uh, uh, Stubborn Hill in the, in, the, in, the, in the chat asked, explain to a Brit why the Cowboys are, quote-unquote, America's team. Uh, this actually goes back to the 90s, really, is that um, – goes back to the 70s. Oh, yeah, 70s They're off two sure, decades. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in <laughs> like when, when we were kids – like I mean, I guess yeah, it was the '70s because Hank Stram was the, the guy. But like, but like, Tex, it's related. Tex it's Tex it relates Landry. to Tex Stram and Tom Landry, not Hank Stram. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Um, it relates mm-hmm. to. I'm saying like for our generation, you'll get one right here. Keep going. <laughs> the Cowboys winning three Super Bowls in a span of five years or whatever it was, right? Like they were the most popular team in the country by far. Like you will find people our age who are. Like who are Cowboys fans, even though they had like no connection to Dallas um, or any like previous connection to the Cowboys, like like you know, the parents were fans of them. But the, but it's sort of similar to the Yankees and how they were, you know, just like the, how they were just marketed to America, right? I mean, and that's sort of why they became America's team. So Breach is right. It started in the seventies with uh, John Facenda, who used to do the voiceovers for the, the NFL films. I'm just googling it real quick. The nickname was spoken into existence in that highlight. Filmed by legendary voice of NFL film, Sean Facenda, in the first Cowboys game of the season, which was nationally televised, of course. CBS broadcast used the America's team nickname, and it said oh, stuff. So. And, and that was, you know, 70s was also when the NFL kind of blew up in this country. And you look at that decade, the Cowboys went to five Super Bowls in the 70s. And that's also why I'm sure Wilson is a Steelers fan, because that was the AFC team that was going to the Super Bowl every year. So a lot of the people that are... 45 and older are Cowboys or Steelers fans. Yes. And then obviously these Cowboys had another heyday in the nineties, the Princeton just mentioned, and then that gets another generation. Now you just have Cowboys fans everywhere. My point was that it relates to these. We were talking about players in the nineties, like Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin were like, like probably the three most 
three of the most famous players from the nineties because of the, because of the Cowboys. And at that time, every time the Cowboys would win, you know, you still heard the they're America's team because they had successfully in like in, embroidered that in everyone's brains. Right. Yep. So there you go. Brainwashed yep. into being a Cowboys yeah, fan. Yeah, brain, brainwashed everybody to be Cowboys fans, basically. That yeah. is how I became BreachBot 3000. Yeah, Cowboys okay. are my pick for the 2022 <laughs> Super Bowl. And on that note, let's get out of here. Hope everyone's having a great Monday if you're listening. and hope everyone has a great Friday. A lot of, uh, lot of good questions, as always. For Wilson and Breach, I am Brinson. We will see you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.